Bay turns and fires it up. It's good! He hit it at the buzzer. A three-point shot falling backwards. Went up and in. The Pistons mop him as they head to the locker room. And Detroit has won. My goodness. Tim Roy, Tom Tober, 122-119. Detroit over Golden State. Your electrifying player of the game tonight. That's got to be Clay Thompson. 30 points. 11 for 23 from the field. 3 of 10 from 3, but he hit the biggest 3 of the night to tie this thing up with one second to go. Only to see Sadiq Bey hit an equally impressive shot to win the game. It's brought to you by Toyota, class-leading MPG, and more hybrid models than any other brand. Toyota, let's go places. So the Warriors lose this one. It's kind of a gut punch after what everyone assumed was going to be another overtime uh, thriller type of scenario here at Chase Center. But, uh, you know, Tom, again, I think, you know, I, I hate to say this. I know it's going to sound like a cliche, but maybe, just maybe, and especially with the injuries tonight, maybe, you know, Detroit is just a, a bad matchup for, for Golden State. They have a lot of length. They have a couple of guys that are hard to guard. And, uh, you know, and I think maybe the, the fact that the Warriors are playing with this reduced roster uh, finally caught up with them. Well, the vets, so we talk about the youth of the, the Pistons, but it was the, the vets that got it done tonight. Bogdanovich, Burks had a real nice game coming off the bench. Sadiq Bey didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he, but he hit some timely shots for him. And even though the numbers weren't massive scoring-wise, uh, they were pretty good still. Duran and Stewart had 18 and 13, and then they were big factors on the on the boards. They just... You know, they came out, and you pointed out early. Yeah, they play hard. They're not they great. Do. They're not good. They're, they're in a lot of games. They, they are. are. in a lot they of games. They play hard. They get after you. They have some length. Uh, again, they don't shoot the ball that well, but you wouldn't know it by tonight. Uh, 49% from the field, 44% from three. Here's the, here's the other thing about their schedule is that this is the 28th team out of a 40 one games that they have played above 500 that the team they're playing has a record above 500 they're now wow. 5 and 23 against teams above 500 so they played a lot of teams above 500 they have not had an easy schedule and that's one of the reasons why they're 11 and 30 and of course Kate Cunningham getting hurt as well but the, but they they're in a lot of games uh one third of their games roughly have been decided by eight points or less uh, you know, and so and they they're well coached. Dwayne Casey's a good coach, he's really a former coach. NBA coach of the year, so he knows what he's doing out there. And and uh, I'm I'm not surprised that they gave the Warriors a hard time, but I'm wondering, you know, if, this, if maybe they're they're just a matchup problem for Golden State. Could be, uh, could, could I, I mean, who knows? Uh, they played well in Detroit. They played well tonight, and I, I know that big teams can give the Warriors some some problems. And when you have a guy like Duran, he can give you issues because he's not looking to score at all. He did. Caught some lobs, hit a couple jump hooks. Again, he had 18 points, but it was 8 for 8. He didn't miss a shot. And so he's more in there. And I thought he did, that guy did a really good job. He's going to be a good player. Yeah. Good job on the boards. Uh, good job of tapping balls out, just getting his hands on them. And that kind of activity can give the Warriors some some issues. But, hey, they shot 52%. Again, it wasn't the offense. No. The offense was, a, was fine. And it would have been real nice to see him get a win just so, you know, Anthony Lamb and, and Ty Jerome could really 
kind of, and then not that they haven't been getting their due, they have, but they they had 17 and 18, 35 points between them on only 20 shots. So they were they were making shots and playing good basketball, and it was, uh, you know, again, it just they didn't have the focus early on defensively, right. and we talk about this occasionally. Everybody in the NBA can play. All these guys are good, and you let them get into a rhythm and get some uh, get some comfort out there. You could be in for a long night, and that was kind of the story uh, tonight. Is that they just they were never able to cool the Pistons down for a long stretch. May have been for two minutes, but then they'd get it going again. And whenever they needed a bucket, Bogdanovich got it for him. He had a fantastic offensive night, 10 for 15. In Man. fact, he missed the last shot he took, a three. But other than that, his shots were all spaced out. But it seemingly seemingly made it every time he shot it. He was just he was really, really good tonight. And, you know, he's a guy that he had 21 in the game against Detroit. So he, he, two games this year against the, the Warriors, he averaged 25 a night. He is a, definitely a candidate for the all-opponent team. That's for sure. And but, like you said, you wouldn't think a contender – wouldn't like him in their uniform? Oh, my goodness. I mean, if, if, if I'm a contending team and I've got something to offer them, whether it be draft capital or a player, uh, Bogdanovich would be one guy. Uh, and even if you're looking for a guy to give you a little firepower off the bench, Alec Burks. Yep. You know, I mean, there are nights where he gets it going and you can't stop him. Yep. It's like he'll end up with 25. But, uh, but again, I, I, you know, the, this is a night where they really missed, I thought, two guys, Kaminga and Wiggins. I mean, obviously you miss Curry every night, yep. right? But he's got the, the he's we know he's going to be out for a while. But we thought maybe Wiggins might be back a little bit sooner, and then Kaminga gets hurt. These were long defenders; they could have used those guys tonight. So, no, absolutely, because the Pistons uh, are are lengthy, and they can get up into you, and then uh, get their hands on uh, all kinds of balls, offensively, defensively. So I agree with you. Any other thoughts? No, it's just good to be back. It's good to be back. Good yeah, to have you back. It's fun to be back and yeah. uh, get uh, who do we get Saturday? Uh, Toronto, Orlando. I'm sorry. It's I knew, all right. I knew it had a. a I knew oh, it I had a. Know. I knew it had a consonant and a vowel. <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I do. <laughs> See, I'm getting like you now. Okay. This is your influence <laughs> on me. Orlando, then Phoenix, and then they go to San, then the Warriors go to San Antonio without you. Okay. Now we're not going to make we're not going to say this if they lose to Orlando. We're not going to say a bad matchup, right? No. I mean, we're not going to say need, that They Orlando. need to start beating some of these bottom feeders. I know it's the, crazy. Uh, yeah, they against the bottom five teams in the league, they're well, not good. And and again, well, then right now they're it's it's hard to really make a judgment because they're missing so many people. Sure. But but when they've been reasonably healthy and played very good teams, they've had great games. They Memphis, have. Boston, uh, you know, they've had really good games, especially here on the home floor. So uh, so they're, they're still, you know, over half the season left. They still got to play and, uh, and and get some things figured out for themselves. But I think the, the way this homestand is broken for them is giving them the position to get right back toward the top of the West because – if they can be even a reasonable road team the rest of the year uh, and still play pretty well at home, uh, and, again, getting healthy is going to be the most important thing for this team. So, Well, the next month will be critical for them because there's a long ways to go in the season, but it's not early anymore. I mean, you're no. starting to kind of see where teams are slotted 
in their divisions. And even though they're not that many games back, there's a lot of teams between them and the top. There's like a ton of teams. So you just don't want to get yourself in a position where you start running out of room to maneuver and you end up. Uh, do I think they could win it out of, let's say, a 5-6 hole? I can't bet against them because what I've seen. I mean, you just can't with Steph and Clay and Draymond. I mean, the championship medal those guys have and the experience those have and they have and their ability to win games on the road and the playoffs. But you're making it awful tough on yourself. Yes. If you got to go you know, road, 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 and then road again if you happen to make it that far, that's an awfully uh, a tough path. So. You know, it, it, keeping the momentum, getting healthy, uh, still playing good ball at home. But as you said, it's it. You know, they're going to have to, and they got a you know long road trip coming up here in about a week. It's about time to start, you know, bagging some of these these road wins. You know, where you know t- t- two and three is not going. You know, it's, you're going to need three and twos and, and three and O's and stuff like that because they've dug themselves a massive hole. I mean, they need to. What are they? They're three and sixteen. You need to go nineteen and four the rest of the way on the road just to get one game over 500 19 and four the rest of the way so you said that's when you start looking at the numbers and going whoo that's, that's yeah that's hard that's tough so uh yeah just keep uh, keep it going at home and then uh, start start getting some of those road wins let me ask you one last thing yes what do you think about all the uh the scoring and i'm not talking about teams we talked a little bit about that during the broadcast but all the great scoring nights this year I mean, it seems like every other night somebody, you know, last night, you know, 55 for Giannis. Yep. And then Clay gets 54, and oh, yeah, 71 for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. It's been nuts. There have been some games that just make you get your phone and go, let me check out the box score and, and, and see what the heck happened here because it has been, I think the two, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, 71. My wow. goodness. I mean, yeah. that's just stunning. Uh, to think sev- over 70 points. And we've seen it before. Booker scored 70, but to me that was a phony 70. I mean, if there could be a phony 70 in Boston. When you're down 15 and you're fouling at the end of the game to get the ball back, right? I just left a bad taste in my mouth. But the two most impressive stat lines that I've seen this year, and there have been a number of them, one is, I mean, Luca. That was absurd. Yeah. And the way it ended, the way he caught it, it, off the missed free throw. It's crazy. <laughs> to send it to overtime, it just was kind of the capper on that. I mean, he's 60, 20, and 10. A 60-point, 20-rebound triple-double. It's like, are you kidding me? But the thing that is, is, is kind of funny to me is while he's receiving all kinds of accolades for that, and he should, I mean, it's, it's just it's beyond reason to think somebody could could do that. You, we kind of seem to forget that uh, like a week ago or so, like Jokic has like 45, 27, and 13, <laughs> just something absurd like that. And you're like, well, wait, is that just normal for him? Like he does that and people look at him and go, oh, yeah, that's Jokic. And he's had like two of those games in the last like three weeks where he's at 40, 20, and 11. And it's – Well, part, part of it is that he, he doesn't look like he's working that hard and doing it. You know, step back, yeah. little jumper. Yeah. You know, gets yeah. the ball up here, a little flip pass yeah. over the top of the defense <laughs> for a guy cutting for a dunk. You know, and, and then you know gets a rebound here and there, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, he's got twelve, eight, and four. It's like what? I mean, forty-five, twenty-seven. That that's like yeah. wilt. Yeah. You know, back in the day when you're putting up those type of numbers, like he was three rebounds away from having a forty-thirty. <laughs> I mean, and then oh yeah, 
let's just toss in 11 or 12 assists while we're while we're at it. I mean, his usage rate might be over 100. percent I don't even know if that's possible. I'm pretty sure it's not. But if anybody could, that would be his usage rate. But yeah, some of the individual performances this year have been just outrageously good. Like the talent in this league is is incredible. Well, I will say the defense in this league is not good. Uh, I don't know where the defensive effort has gone in the last few years, but scoring is on the rise, which I like. I don't I, heck, I don't mind score. I don't, I don't mind games like this. I don't mind uh, uh, what, what happened uh, down the 80 today with Atlanta and, and, and Sacramento where you get almost 140 or right at 140 or 240 points scored. I mean, it's fun to watch now. Uh, but who's going to really start separating themselves from the pack defensively? We know the Celtics can, but they've been a little spotty uh at it as well. They Milwaukee. gave up 150 last I know. Night. To the Thunder. Without Shea Gilgis-Alexander. <laughs> it's, it's. I'm telling you, there's no lead is safe in this league. There's no lead safe. No. Against anybody. No. Uh, you watch, and, and, and you know, it, a lot of it is because you're shooting 43s a game. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you catch a stretch where you shoot like 80% from three over like 10 minutes, and all of a sudden you've scored like 35 points and you're back in it. Or you've taken a two-point lead to a 22-point lead. I mean, the three-point shot, and it's been years now, but even more so because every year more and more guys are, have been shooting it their entire lives, and that's what they grew up doing. And you're just seeing every, I mean, Isaiah Stewart. He's taking threes. He took seven threes. He hit one, but he does shoot 35 36%, so he's not terrible. I mean, it's, you know, it's accept, acceptable. That's better than 50% from twos. But that type of guy. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. He's a threat out there. You can't, oh, he's you a good three-point shooter. you got to guard him out there. It's crazy. But that body, you watch Isaiah Thomas, or Stewart? Never. He yeah. wouldn't have been outside the paint back when I played. <laughs> they would not a chance. Jump hooks, get rebounds, be physical, oh. body up. But now it's like, hey, everyone, go out there, practice the three, shoot the three. Everyone's got to be at least somewhat competent from the three-point land now. Steve Kerr is walking out to address uh, some fans who have stayed from the Armenian Heritage Night. Uh, his grandparents uh, did relief work. Uh, I believe there was an Armenian genocide around World War I time. Yeah, something involved the, the Turkish end of World War I. And uh, so Steve always uh, honors that. Yeah, he told me he was going to be doing this tonight. Yeah. He was... Uh... Looking forward to it. Yeah, is that John Beeline down there? That's John Beeline, Beeline down there. Yeah. Yep. John yeah. Beeline down there. He's director of player development for the Pistons. And I did one of his games back in the uh, mid-'80s when he was coaching at LeMoyne College. They, did the, you really? The hated Dolphins of LeMoyne. How does a Dolphin end up in Syracuse? I'm not sure. But, you know, <laughs> there must have been one in Onondaga Lake. Okay. Well, did yeah. you drive the dots Someone. the game? No, that was that was the AMC Matador RC, not the Dotson back then. That's Someone a, didn't that think one, that one was didn't have a radio. It had been a state car. It didn't what? have a radio. <laughs> what? Yeah, my dad but goes in on the car with me. Says, "Oh, you love this. This is great." And so I get there's no radio. What do you mean? What, what do you mean this is great? <laughs> I dad? love it. Oh, this is fantastic. Read the room, Dad. I, I tell you what though. Tell you what though. You know, back in upstate New York back then, you would put a 50-pound bag of kitty litter in your trunk for the winter because it, it gives you traction. You take a, a, a shovel if you get stuck in the snow, okay. and you pick the kitty litter and throw it underneath your, your tires. It gives you, It's like gravel. Huh. It gives, you, it gives okay. you traction. So 
I put that thing in there and that AMC matter. It's like I was like driving like Sherman tank. It was like <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would, no, no snow. There you know, a, you know, a foot of snow, no problem. Here we go. <laughs> Just motor through that stuff. That's so. interesting. I would have never known that. Yeah. Little, yeah. Little I mean, tip. I guess in Southern California, if you have a fifty-pound bag of kitty litter in your trunk. You're probably up to no good. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you would do, but you're probably up to yeah, no good. Yeah, it, it, yeah, you're 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 not you're not doing something right. Son, why do you have that kitty litter in your trunk? Well, <laughs> oh man. All right, should we? Uh, yeah. Since Steve's going to be uh, taking over here yeah, we in a should, minute, talking, yeah. and we should tell everybody, please be safe out there. Absolutely. Please be safe. Be aware of not yourself, not just yourself, but. The other cars, and if pedestrians are out there, or I doubt many bicyclists, but they are out there, uh, just make sure you, you're keeping an eye on everybody and traveling at a, a reasonable speed. Yeah. And, uh, Be safe. Th- yeah, no, no rush tonight. Take your time. Get home safely.